Hi, my name is Ella and you're listening to Book Club. On today's episode, we will be discussing the ways in which stories have shaped humanity as a whole and the impact these stories had on the characters in Shakespeare's comedy The Merchant of Venice and Joseph Conrad's novella Heart of Darkness. We will be delving into the impact othering has on our humanity and the lengths humans are willing to go to obtain power. While stories can be used for good, they have unlimited potential. This means that they can be twisted and manipulated to fit the ideas and intentions of the storyteller. There are countless examples of this in the media every day. In the words of Michael Marjolis, The stories we tell literally make the world. If you want to change the world, you need to change your story. While this may sound pretentious, the man has a point. Even our memories, which we so often take for facts, are stories. Every time you think back on a memory, it changes slightly to fit the way you are viewing the world at that specific moment in time. In short, our identities, culture and history are all stories in differing forms. Shakespeare uses Shylock's personal narrative to represent the othering of all Jews in both England and Italy during his time. Shylock's power is constantly undermined by the Christian community in the play. Fair sir, you spit on me on Wednesday last. You spurned me such a day. Another time, you called me dog. In Act 1, Scene 3, Shakespeare's use of animalistic imagery is a clear demonstration of the contempt expressed by the other characters towards Shylock. They barely even see him as human. This lack of power and constant feeling of being other drives Shylock to take power by ensnaring Antonio into a risky bargain. While The Merchant of Venice demonstrates the effect othering and lack of power has on the oppressed, Heart of Darkness explores the other side of that coin. What is the effect of too much power on the human psyche? From what I have learned, I understand that power is like M&M's. Once you have a taste, it's hard to stop. However, too much will make you sick. Mr. Joseph Conrad proved me right with his representation of Kurtz. Kurtz's lust for power over the people he and the other colonists have othered consumes him and displays his darker, shadow self to the world. Or at least to the story's narrator, Charles Marlowe. But his soul was mad, being alone in the wilderness. It had looked within itself, and, by heavens, I tell you, it had gone mad. In part three of the novella, Conrad utilises personification to illustrate the way in which Kurtz descended into a power-fueled madness. We're all shaped by our experiences, right? Well, both Shakespeare and Conrad have woven different aspects of their lives into their work, and their personal opinions and experiences are represented through the characters and settings in their writing. Conrad drew upon his 20 years of experience as a sailor in the Belgian Congo when writing Heart of Darkness. This first-hand experience enabled Conrad to fill the novella with beautiful imagery, 
when vegetation rioted the earth and the big trees were kings. An empty stream, a great silence, an impenetrable forest. In part one, Conrad's description of the landscape in the Belgian Congo evokes a great sense of alienation the colonists subjected themselves to. Similarly, Shakespeare drew upon his own context and upbringing to create The Merchant of Venice. 16th century England was very anti-Semitic, and Shylock's struggle with this is one of the most interesting parts of the play. It seems unlikely that Shakespeare would be fully supportive of Jews, as he was surrounded by the disdain for the Jewish community on a daily basis. However, Shylock's character could be interpreted in a sympathetic light. At the end of the play, he is left with nothing, not even his religion. You take my house when you do take the prop that does sustain my house. You take my life when you do take the means whereby I live. During Act 4, Scene 1, Shakespeare utilised anaphora to show the extent that Shylock's life had been ruined. The sympathy Shakespeare invokes for Shylock leads me to believe that Shakespeare had at least some understanding of the discrimination the Jewish community faced. Now let's discuss the similarities between the othering and colonisation in Heart of Darkness compared to the limited opportunities and discrimination the Jewish community were faced with in Merchant of Venice. Both texts highlight an interesting correlation between power and storytelling. Dramatised stories of Jews eating bread made with the blood of Christian children and accounts of the supposedly unprovoked brutality of the natives in Heart of Darkness are examples of the way stories can be manipulated to shape the general community's view of a group of people. Marlowe begins one of his anecdotes by saying, It appears the company had received news that one of their captains had been killed in a scuffle with the natives. He continues by saying, Freslevin, that was the fellow's name, a Dane, thought himself wronged somehow in the bargain, so he went ashore and started to hammer the chief of the village with a stick. In part one, Marlowe begins to understand that the white men around him have manipulated the story to fit their own agenda of villainizing the natives. I'm sure you're familiar with the saying, History is written by the victors. This saying is very relevant to both these texts. The men in power manipulate stories to fit their understanding and beliefs, and these stories become known so widely that they begin to be taken as facts. In Shylock's case, he begins to morph into something similar to the bloodthirsty Jew he is said to be because he felt he was so alienated. He was so persecuted that he began to act out in a similar way to the rumours spread about the Jewish community. The villainy you teach me, I will execute, and it shall go hard, but I will better the instruction. In Act 3, Scene 1, Shakespeare's use of prose form is a further indication of Shylock's otherness. Shakespeare and Conrad were both privileged white men writing in a time of great inequality, and yet their texts have managed to impart the impact othering has on humans. 
Conrad demonstrates the corrupting effect that power has on our souls and minds, and Shakespeare's writing explores the downfall of a man who has alienated his whole life. I want to end this podcast with the last words of Heart of Darkness. To me, this quote represents the darkness and inequality of the world, which is still very relevant in today's society. The uttermost ends of the earth float somber under an overcast sky, seem to lead into the heart of an immense darkness.